0: And this is episode one hundred and eighty, as we are just before Christmas here, and and you can hear the Nutcracker going on in the background, and it just uh, makes you just feel like Christmas. That's <laughs> always one of my things, you know,
1: the Nutcracker in the background. But that's yeah,
0: that was a Nutcracker suite. it? What, what do they call that? You're the you're the classical guy. <laughs> I have no idea what that's called. Is it, what is it called? I don't know. I didn't All know. Right. It was, maybe it is
1: Nutcracker. You're probably right. I have no idea. We'll I go with you that. You knew that stuff, man. I, but I. I I, I was thinking about a literal nutcracker, and I was trying to figure out in my head what a nutcracker sounds like. There
0: are a lot of people that collect nutcrackers at Christmas time too, so that's a big deal.
1: <laughs> it is. How many nutcrackers do you have? At your house? I don't.
0: I have one, and it sits on the kitchen counter. Actually, I have a real pe- <laughs> I have a real pecan cracker. Were you, you ever seen those things?
1: I'm glad you used the word pecan.
0: What do you? Is that what you say?
1: Yes, I say pecan. My wife and I, for for uh, all fifteen years of our marriage, have argued about how to say pecan. It's a, which it's I don't understand. She's it's from an Atlanta, Atlanta, Charleston, well, and thing. that's why I keep telling her. I mean, Georgia, South Carolina, yeah. I mean, we just call it pecan, and I and we're right, and <laughs> you know, and she calls it pecan. I'm like, it's not a pecan. It's a pecan, in any way. So you crack your nuts yes. with your pecans with the nutcracker that you have at your house, the we, one yeah, nutcracker
0: that. that you have. Yes, that. Anyway. Getting into the Christmas nutcracker? One of them is, and one of them just, just one of those metallic one, ones. So. Well, we have two, but one is just, you know, to use for Yeah, I know the metallic the one.
1: You, you actually crack nuts with it.
0: Yeah, we actually do something with it. The other is just collectibles, you know. <laughs> okay. They don't really. Have you ever tried to do that? I did as a kid and broke my mom's, <laughs> and she was mad as a hornet. All right, let's get off of that. All right. So as you listen to the podcast today, uh, do what you uh, always do, and that's invite people to come be a part. And there's not a week goes by that somebody didn't say, somebody invited me, and I think I'm going to listen this week. And a lot of times they do. So you can keep on doing that. Facebook, Twitter, text them, whatever it takes uh, to get them uh, listening. We would appreciate you just getting out there and and influencing others uh, with connecting our faith to our life and the word of God to our lives. All right, well, we are talking, uh, obviously, about Christmas today, and, you know, the interesting thing about Christmas is so much of what we know about Christmas, I think, has become tradition, and we actually think things are in the Bible that aren't, yeah, you know, we, we they're, they're actually things we hope happened, you know, and it... It could have happened. happened. It could have, but we don't know. Yeah. The, the text doesn't say it. So today we're going to kind of attack this, and we've done something similar to this before. We have. We have. And A few where Christmases we, ago, we did something yes, like this. So, so we're going to attack, we're going to say, so, okay, where is the Bible and where does tradition come in? So
1: Christmas misconceptions yes. is what we're looking at today. Part two. Um, part two. Part two, because we did do this. Uh, our 24th episode, I went back and listened to wow, it just, that was a long just for the time fun ago. of it yesterday. It that was, was like a long ago. time ago. Yeah, it was uh, quite a while ago. We released episode number 24 on Christmas Eve, December 24th, several years ago. That timing worked out really well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So here we are. It's not December 24th. If you're listening to this on the day of release, it's December 20th, but Christmas is coming up this, this Sunday. That's hard to believe that we're having Christmas on a Sunday, which will be a lot of fun, but yeah. And it's going to be the coldest Christmas we've ever had in Charleston. Mm-hmm. I don't know; it's the coldest
0: ever. we—I remember one time it was five. You—you you would remember because you were here. It was five degrees back yeah. in
1: seventeen forty-three when it
0: was <laughs> <laughs> back in <the> old seventeen forty-three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, I can tell you, it was Scott. about nineteen eighty-five, about nineteen eighty-five, yeah, some, somewhere in there. That's cold. Yeah, it was cold.
1: Where's Where's the coldest place you ever been?
0: <sighs> well, I mean, I haven't been in many cold places, but Virginia. Virginia. We lived in the mountains of Virginia. <laughs> And one time it got to negative ten. Yeah, I was in. Uh, it, that was incredibly. When my cold. grandfather
1: died um, years ago, about fifteen years ago now, no, it was longer than that, about 17, 18 years ago. Anyway, when my grandfather died, um, we went up to the Chicago area where my dad's from, mm. and it was uh, it was in a February, and the high for the three or four days we were there was minus five. That's as warm as it got. Was minus and then five. the wind off and that, the wind chill off with Lake the wind Michigan. chill, it was about minus forty. Oh. I had never in my life experienced that kind of cold. It was miserable. Oh
0: boy. Yeah. God did not design humans to live well, in that. Well, he certainly did
1: not design me to live in that. Nor me. Yes, no. Anyway, so I you know, I'm looking forward to Christmas and I'm not looking forward to Christmas this year because I am dreading that cold. Oh yeah. That's true. And gonna we're gonna be, be traveling, we're gonna be heading to New Orleans. It'll be a little warmer there, but not much mm-hmm. until the middle of next week. I oh man, I just driving with it being you know, negative 143 degrees. That's just not gonna be fun.
0: Well, you got a good heater in your car. That's a good place to be. <laughs> I guess so. Bring you some emergency candles, and in case you get stuck on the side of the road, and make sure you can burn make our car sh- down.
1: Yeah, this sounds like a good <laughs> well, idea. That's pops. what
0: they say. They say have emergency <laughs> candles, and you heat them, and one will heat the car up to above freezing, or something like that. But well, any
1: rate, it's gonna be a fun Christmas.
0: Well, that's not a misconception. So. <laughs> But today, it is going to be fun. It's Christmas, yes, and yes, it the kids Christmas. will have a blast. I'm hoping. Uh, they, I, I'm going to send them outside as soon as you know Because yeah, you've got presents. kids and
1: grandkids here.
0: Yeah. How many yeah.
1: people have you got in your house?
0: Oh, my heavens. I guess nine. Okay. Nine okay. in a house the size yeah, of the cracker you, box. You, yeah, so.
1: <laughs> your house isn't really built for that many people
0: no we're trying a great house but we're, it's a smaller house we're trying to get that remedied but yeah. it's just been a deal well, but anyway merry christmas to you pops thank you yeah it's, it's gonna be fun <laughs> we'll, we'll have a good time <laughs> all right we gotta get on with this yeah, thing. let's, let's go it. all right well let's talk about these christmas misconceptions some Christmas
1: misconceptions. some things that we typically believe that aren't really taught in the scripture and see the thing is the problem is and you know this that uh, that for Christmas, it does kind of get to that tradition stuff and and just kind of things that have been passed down through the years that we tend to believe. And, and, and you know, you think about the Christmas story, and we make it so sentimental. Mm-hmm. Think about Charlie Brown Christmas or all the nativity scenes that we go and see. There was one not far from my house this week, a live nativity scene. It's just, and it's not bad. Those things are good, but they're just very sentimental and play mm-hmm. on the emotions and, and all that's fine and dandy, but we want to get to what the text actually teaches us about the Christmas story about the nativity and so we're going to again talk about some misconceptions some things that we might believe that actually aren't in the bible
0: all right well let's talk about the first one and that is this jesus was born on a cold wintry night we even sing hymns about this that's
1: the first noel one of the lines in the first noel on a cold winter's night that was so deep noel noel yeah.
0: noel yeah have no idea, we
1: have no idea, it might have been, we just don't know. We talked about this a little bit last week in the podcast, uh, that that you know, kind of in the third century, it seems that. Christmas Day becomes you know a holiday as we think about it in days terms maybe emperor julian was the one who uh, decreed december 25th as christmas day and we talked uh, last time about how how there were some other holidays around that time that weren't christian holidays but were more pagan holidays and how this was a became kind of a replacement for those pagan holidays for christians and so th- th- we, we don't know that's mm. kind of what we think in history may have happened but it's just not clear how christmas day came about as the day that we celebrate the birth of Christ. We we know that it, that over time it became the day, but we talked about last time how the early church really didn't celebrate mm-hmm. the birth of Jesus. They celebrated the resurrection, but not the birth of Jesus, you know, in those first couple of centuries. They're, they're going to start to, and, and by the time we get to the 300s, Christmas is being celebrated; it just becomes more um, uh, of a, an official holiday, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we don't really know the origins and and exactly why it became celebrated in December. Uh, one of the things that, that that's really interesting is that that um, there was an ancient historian named Tertullian. You know that name, yeah, pops? Yeah, Tertullian. Sure so Tertullian did some math, and and so when you go to John's Gospel. John's gospel says that Jesus was crucified on the day of preparation. Mm -hmm. The day of preparation on the the Jewish calendar was the the 14th of Nisan. Okay. Not the car. Yeah, I was going to say not the car. Not the car, but uh, the month month on the Hebrew calendar. The Hebrew calendar, yes. So, oh. um Tertullian did some math because he was working with a Roman calendar mm-hmm. and he came to understand that the Roman equivalent of the 14th of Nissan was March 25th mm, okay okay March 25th. Now now here's what they believed or was the early church tradition that Jesus was conceived in the Virgin's Mary womb, Virgin Mary's womb mm-hmm. on the same day, not the same year obviously, but the same day, as his death. Oh, wow. So if he died on March 25th. Right. Then he was also conceived on March 25th. Well, if you do the math, if he was conceived on March 25th, then he was born on December 25th.
0: Wow, okay.
1: That's some weird math, isn't it?
0: Well, it's not weird math. It just all of a sudden, there is a reason. Maybe, even, even maybe. My, now, yeah, again, this is, this this is all kind know of foggy. We sure. don't know these things for sure. But it's just but not, we're just dragging it out of the no, air so, somewhere. So, you know, yeah. we've
1: got the idea that, that, you know, sometime in the third century, it became a holiday kind of in, in in rival to some of the pagan holidays then we have this thing from Tertullian where he did some math and and figured out the birth of Jesus was on December 25th how it all came about we don't know yeah yeah but 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 it's 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 likely i mean then we're saying this was church tradition there's nowhere in scripture that tells us that the date of Jesus conception was the same day mm-hmm as his death. There's nothing in scripture that tells us that. Obviously this is just all speculation that was taking place, you know, in in those early centuries. Uh, We just don't know when you read the Bible, what you do know this was that the shepherds were out watching their flock by night,
0: um, it, which they would never do in the winter. Which,
1: not, right? likely, not. I mean, it, I mean,
0: I've heard that before. Yeah, so we don't know true. for
1: sure. Maybe they were, but we, it's, it's it's likely that it might have happened more in the spring or in the fall. We just don't know when mm-hmm. his actual birth date is, and so so uh, we sing songs that say that he was born on a cold wintry night, but we just don't know. if yeah. he was. But likely, he if wasn't. he was
0: born December 25th, having been in Jerusalem in March, It could have been cold. It was 36 degrees yeah. that morning. Yeah. You remember yeah, that? I remember so, it was cold. So, and that was in March. So, yeah. it could
1: be cold. It could be. If but it was that time, if of he year. was born in July, it would not have been cold. <laughs>
0: it would not have been. Yeah.
1: Just bottom line, if you don't know the exact, date I think if he birth. was born
0: in July, though, it would have said it was so brutally hot, right? That we right. thought he was going to die.
1: Man, yeah, it was. Oh uh, uh,
0: yeah, I've heard the the horror stories of uh, summers in the Holy it Land. Can get warm. It can yeah. Get warm.
1: So, anyway. That's all a misconception that was born on a cold winter night. We just don't know.
0: Number two, we don't know how Mary traveled to Bethlehem. She, we, well, we know
1: she traveled, but it wasn't Uber. It, it wasn't, I yeah, know, took a taxi. I thought it was
0: like, a, like our tour bus. Tour bus. Because that was <laughs> but, really easy. If
1: you go to the Holy Land with us in 2024, you will see tour buses everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody rides <laughs> on a tour the, bus. that
0: is the uh, transportation you know, of people everybody likes. On, it, get
1: on a tour bus, right? I mean, it's just, you no, know, I mean, but there's lots of tour buses, but Mary did not hitch a tour bus down to okay. uh, Bethlehem. But you think about our traditions, right? And we think about movies we've seen about the Nativity. Oh, every or, one of them. Or art we've seen, you know, painted. It's Mary riding a donkey to Jerusalem, mm. or excuse me, to Bethlehem. Yes, yeah. Maybe she did. We just have no idea. Again, that that's one of those misconceptions about how she traveled, and we just don't know. Uh, I have you ridden a donkey before?
0: I have ridden Shetland ponies. I better say that carefully. (laughs) Shetland ponies, (laughs) and they're about like donkeys, but they're no fun. Well,
1: I can't imagine what it would be like to be uh, great with child. And to ride a donkey at the same
0: time. How would you balance? <laughs> I mean, that's a big deal right there. <laughs>
1: that's just a bumpy ride. Yeah. I
0: I, I don't know. I mean, it seemed like you would have had the baby on the way.
1: And it, well, at the same time, I don't know how you would walk to Bethlehem from, you know, nine miles. Is it 60 miles? It's 60 to 70 miles. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a, that's a good, that's a three day journey. You know, I mean, I guess oh, it would take yeah. it real slow. I mean, yeah. I. I don't know. I just it's just wild to think about. And you, you know, we've been there, Trey. You've seen it. The, just the terrain and how from Nazareth everywhere. Yeah. down to Jerusalem, how the terrain changes and how it's rocky and hilly and I, man, I just
0: and going from the warmth to the cold, which sounds opposite to us yeah, because but, but Yeah, so yeah, it, it does kind
1: of cool down as if if it were in the fall or winter months. I mean, it could have you know, so I, who knows, but but all that to say, we have images in our mind that she's riding on the back of a donkey and maybe mm-hmm. she did, but just scripture doesn't spell out for us what that journey looked like or or how exactly they traveled. Was she on a donkey? Was she on a camel? Was she on a whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been a camel. They weren't they weren't wealthy enough to have a camel, but yeah. we just don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I think, you know, you, you got to go back and see the text. And so hopefully you've been reading Luke like we've asked you to and did you see a donkey in there? The answer is no. Did you see a donkey in Matthew? The answer is no. Right. We so, just, yeah. All right. Again, could have happen? Just, we just don't know. All right, number three, Mary gave birth to Jesus as soon as she and Joseph arrived at Bethlehem.
1: Yeah, I think we have that kind of idea in our head that, that I mean, she was just, she was great with child and, and we kind of think and as soon as she got there, she was she was in labor on the way. Right, right. And as soon as she got there and there was no room in the end she gave birth to a baby and wrapped him in swallowing clothes and lay him in a manger in that's, a stable
0: i think again that's drama
1: yeah it's dr- drama you we know? just don't know it could be you know we, we know that according to luke's gospel they had to go to bethlehem because sure. of this census taking place and and they made their journey there and um this is where where joseph is from but we don't know exactly what happened the moment they got there it could mm-hmm. have been they were there for a week or two Or, you know, several weeks. And then, you know, she went in labor and gave birth. We just, again, it's one of those things we just don't know. Mm -hmm. Again, we have the idea in our mind that as soon as they arrived in Bethlehem and there was no room in the inn that she gave birth immediately. We just don't know. We don't know. We don't know.
0: And, And the truth is, if everybody had to go back for the census, it would have been crowded for a long time. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't yeah. be like one night yeah. it was crowded and yeah. then the next that, night it was absolutely. okay. Cause I mean, we yeah. kind of see that too. Once that yeah. night's over, then everybody's it's like, yeah, this it, is a big deal. Yeah. So you
1: think about the planning and preparation for the journey pl- mm. playing, just like you and I, Trey playing and preparing for, um, you know a vacation or a big trip i mean mm. you would think that mary and joseph would have planned this out as well and 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 joseph knew that his wife obviously uh was very pregnant and so it may have been that uh you know they traveled a little bit before you know maybe you know she was seven months pregnant instead of nine months pregnant right. you know what i'm saying i mean it, 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 we just, <clears throat> just don't know we don't know maybe joseph planned out to travel at a time where she wasn't you know uh, a few days away from having a baby, you know, mm-hmm. that, that he took some time and got there a couple months before so that she could be in a comfortable place or, or well, I know not comfortable place because we're going to talk about that in a moment, but in a place for a couple months before uh, she went into labor. Sure. We just don't know. The, the Bible, again, does not tell us all the details about the timeline uh, that took place with the birth of Jesus.
0: Yeah, I, what's so funny is I've I've brought up these things at family meetings yeah. and things, and they say, no, I said yeah. I said show me in the Bible. Yeah. Well, it's right here. I read it I night. Well, that's night. the thing, you know. And they actually read things into things that aren't there, which is amazing. Yeah. Well, to that's me. the
1: thing about scripture, right? That the when the when the gospel writers write, or when you know all the Bible's writers write, uh, these authors use an economy of words. Mm. We we like to to. Uh, read Embellish. novels. Yeah. You know, you, you read a John Grisham novel and you know, he tells you the exact shade of black the car was. You know, <laughs> yes. I mean, that's, that's the kind of way authors write, but that's not how Bible authors write. Yeah. They they just want to give you the facts. Here's what happened. And so, so, you know, our imaginations are left to fill in the details and it's not, you know, a bad thing to let our imaginations fill in details and kind of think through what it might have been like, mm-hmm. but just understanding that's your imagination mm-hmm. that, that we've got what scripture tells us and then you think about the Christmas story and all the different ways we dramatize it, uh, that, that, that is imagination at work. And it's not necessarily, the, it's not the biblical text giving us these details that we fill in with our imaginations. And so just remember that, that scripture writers, they, they're using an economy of words to give us the facts. Here's what happened. And, and these misconceptions arise out of our imaginations, kind of taking those details and, and thinking through, Hey, what might, it might happen this way. And then, and those details we imagine then become for us a tradition mm-hmm. uh, that just really isn't in the Bible.
0: Which, this next one is really a tradition because, and when I think we even talked about this last time, I really thought that that was in the Bible. I had to go back and check after. Well, it it is in the Bible. Okay. We'll we'll talk about that. Here we go. There was no room in the inn. Yeah. I'm going, yes, it is. That's what what it says. Well, it
1: does say that, depending on the translation you read. (laughs) Okay. That's the issue. I understand Yeah, that's the issue. So, and I remember when when, um, Luke was four years old, he was the innkeeper in mm. his school's Christmas musical and the little you know Mary and Joseph they were portrayed by little 4-year-olds as well they came to Luke and Luke had to tell them there's no room in the inn and so we have this idea in our mind that there was this mean nasty innkeeper that would not give Mary and Joseph room and made them go out into a stable because uh, that's all that he had mm. and so so when you read bible translations in particular if you read like the King James mm-hmm. version or if you read the New American Standard Bible, uh, those those older translations actually do say there was no room in the inn. Mm-hmm. The problem is that's that's not a good translation of the actual Greek word. Uh, the the Greek word, I mean, it it literally carries with the connotation of a guest room. Mm-hmm. And so when you think guest room, I mean, the way we've translated into the King James and the New American Standard, we think guest room hotel. I guess yeah. that's where guests stay in a hotel, yeah. right? Uh, and so you think about a commercial inn like the Holiday Inn in Bethlehem or where the case may be, but but that's really not the case at all. What would happen in those ancient days? And when we we preach out of, um, most of the time when I preach, I preach out of the Christian Standard Bible with a right. CSB translation. It gets it right. It actually says guest room in the CSB. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's interesting is is when, when you read through your Bible translation, in Luke's gospel, in um, Luke chapter 2, when it says guest room, mm-hmm. In the CSB or in, in the KJV or the NASB, that same Greek word is used later on in Luke's gospel when Jesus sends out a couple of his disciples to uh, get a room yeah. uh, for the Passover. Right. And in that instance, the, the Bible's translation is translated right as guest room. Okay. And so, but, but that's the idea. It's a guest room, not an inn. And a guest room would have been common in an ancient home. Mm-hmm. So you think about um, Mary and Joseph traveling to uh, Bethlehem and undoubtedly Joseph would have had family in Bethlehem. And it's likely what happened is Joseph came to a family home. I don't know who's, who in his family was there. Maybe it was his, you know, his cousins, his, who knows who it was, but he came to a family home. And, and if you were, and and you think about a an ancient Jewish culture, uh, just ancient culture in general, very hospitable. Yeah. We're not going to turn anybody away. And yeah. so you have this census and all these people are coming back to Bethlehem and you have family members that live in Bethlehem and their houses are full. right? And, and so in an ancient house, you would have a main living room. And in that main living room, uh, that's where everything took place. Mm-hmm. That's where you would, you would, you would prepare your meals. That's where you would hang out. If you will, that's where you would sleep. You had really a, a one room home and attached to that one room home was a guest room because we're hospitable. Right, so we, right. we, we have a space in our home for our guests. And so what likely took place is that Mary and Joseph arrived at the home of some relatives and that guest room was already taken. It was full. And the living area, that, that main room of the home where the, the family slept, uh, it was full too there's there's nowhere it just wasn't we, we don't have any room for you in our home it's full all these relatives yeah. come and the guest room is full and the main room is full and 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 so all we have is where the animals stay mm-hmm. so what would happen is really interesting too what would happen in an ancient home is you have uh, the the main room and you think about um you know we'll get to it in a minute too you think about how we have our nativity scenes mm-hmm. um it, it's not correct Exactly. Let's go and get to the next point. So All there's right. no room in the inn. So we say so, that, that's a misconception. It, it, when Mary and Joseph arrived in Bethlehem, they weren't looking for the, the Howard Johnson or Holiday Inn, right? That's not okay. what they're looking for. They were or
0: looking even for an Airbnb. Or Airbnb yeah. or nothing
1: like that. They yeah. went to a relative's house and there was no room in that house. They were There was no guest room. It was already full. It was occupied. So where did they go? They went to a stable, right?
0: Well, Jesus was, and that leads us to the next one. Jesus was born in a
1: stable. Jesus was born in a stable. The problem is we don't see anything in the scripture, in the gospels about Jesus being born in a Stable. We see that he was laid in a manger. A manger is a feeding trough. And mm-hmm. so we assume that because he was laid in a fe- feeding trough, then he, he must had to have be been born yeah. in a wooden stable. And so all of our nativity scenes, you the nativity scenes you have at your house, the nativity scenes I have at my Every house, one of them. they're all stables. We have these nice, pretty stables, and you have a couple of donkeys, and some horses, and some cows, and some pigs, and whatever else is in the, in the barn. I hope and there were pigs. And some hay, right? now Yeah, I know, right? And then there's the hay, and Jesus is lying in the hay in the manger. And that's kind of the, the picture we have in our mind the problem is is that you don't find that in the bible mm-hmm. you do find that he was laid in the manger and what probably would have happened is you have that that home and in an ancient jewish home you know where the animals slept inside the house i was gonna say inside they brought them in yeah Espe- especially you know in if it was in, in the winter if it was in the winter or yeah. even, even it's just a stormy night you know what I mean? oh yeah. And, yeah and and so so you but anyway however they brought them in you have you have your main room of the house, and then there would be some steps down, and, and then you would have an area where they would bring, because it, this would have been common. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were a, a Jewish family, you likely would have had a donkey. You likely mm-hmm. would have had, um, you know, a, uh, a little bit of livestock. And so you would have that livestock come in, and and especially in those cold months, that would sleep inside that home in an area that was designated for the animals, and so inside the home you would have a manger. So it's likely that this is what happened: that that main area of the home was full, uh, the guest room was full, and so the only place for Mary and Joseph to be in that home was in that spot of the home that was reserved for the animals. And there, in that spot reserved for the animals, Jesus was born, and Mary wrapped him in swaddling clothes and she laid him in the feeding trough that would have been inside. Which the would have home. been those
0: two steps down, yeah, sort yeah, yeah, of thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, number six we're on now is that angels were at the manger.
1: Okay. So here, here's where we
0: get into that some more stuff, That has to be right? because every one of my nativities has that. And
1: that's the thing. So, so all of our nativity scenes, and I'm not telling you to throw out your nativity scenes, enjoy your nativity scenes. We have quite a few nativity scenes in our home. Stacy has nativity scenes that she's collected from all over the world. They're great.
0: Mm. They're just all wrong. Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, like they're all wrong. And so they're, wasn't a stable. Uh, we, we have in our minds, maybe, and you and I have been there, we've been to the Church of the Nativity. Yeah. And at the Church of the Nativity, that is built over a cave system mm-hmm. uh, that that Jesus was born maybe in a cave. That could have been the case because yeah. what happened in ancient culture is a lot of times uh, uh, that cave became the foundation for a home. Yeah. And so yeah. homes were built uh, from those caves. And mm-hmm. so it could have been that, it very well could have been that Jesus was born uh, kind of in a cave where a house had been built onto that cave. That That's very likely. We don't know for sure, but that's very likely. The early church seemed to think so because they built a big old church over this cave where they said this is (laughs) where Jesus was born. They sure Uh, did. Again, we don't know that for sure. But then in our nativity scenes, we have shepherds, we have wise men, and and every uh, nativity scene we have, we have an angel that's over that nativity
0: scene. Kind of at the pinnacle. Yeah, at the pinnacle. And then there's a
1: star as well. So you've got a star, you have angels, you have shepherds, you have Wise men. Uh, the problem is is none of that is correct.
0: I guess it's just this conglomeration. They're kind of trying to put yeah, the put, whole put, story yeah, we together. Put, and
1: that's, and that's, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Let's put the whole story together in one scene. Yeah, But yeah. that's not the way the story plays out. The way the story plays out is the angels were where? They were in the field appearing to the shepherds. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's it. We don't have that's, any record in Scripture of the angels actually being at the manger.
0: All right. Well, number seven, an, uh, animals. We're present at the birth of because Jesus. Because that's what your nativity
1: scene says. Yeah,
0: we have to have—
1: you got to have the donkeys, well, you have to lamb. have the, the lambs, yeah. or whatever was yeah. there. And we just don't know. Now, we, we do know that Jesus was born in the place of the animals, They could have been outside.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If, if it was the winter months, they might have been inside. But it was the summer months, they were likely not inside the house. We they just some, don't we know. Just, that's the thing. Yeah. We just don't know. Not the thing they weren't there. We just don't know. But that's the image we have in our mind.
0: All right, number— Eight, it was a silent night.
1: And you know that's that not right. That has to be true. Yeah, I know that's a pretty song. I mean, that
0: song was written, you know, yeah, yeah. by Germans who are always exact about everything. So, <laughs> Well,
1: they got this one wrong. <laughs> I know. Because there has never been a baby born in the history of babies <laughs> that was, that was silent.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: And and I, I remember being there when my wife gave birth to both uh, Luke <laughs> and it Luke was anything but it, silent. It was not silent. No. My was. wife was not silent. Nor were the babies silent. So it was not a silent night.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and then even Martin, Luther, Martin Luther, Luther, of all people, wrote, and little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. So yeah. this baby supposedly didn't cry, which would have ruined his lungs if he didn't. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But, yeah, so so
1: the, I, the, 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 and the Christmas carols we sing and the nativity scenes, they just, again, they paint... For us some misconceptions about Again, the it's, Christmas it's, story. I guess it's a romantic it, yeah, idea. I, I guess
0: so. Anyway, all right. Number nine: the shepherds were guided to Bethlehem by a star.
1: Yeah. So we have this idea in mind that at the manger were angels, and at the manger was a star. But the mm-hmm. star was not for the shepherds. The star was for the wise men. Mm-hmm. These 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 magi uh, that were you know miles and miles away uh, from 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 Bethlehem from Jerusalem from Israel they're the ones who travel by star mm-hmm. uh and 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 so the shepherds all they got was the word they got all they got they got the word from they the angels down down there and there and They said, go down there and find the baby so yeah. so yeah you can kind of imagine I, I imagine like a chaotic scene mm-hmm. that these shepherds who were watching their flock by night uh they get the word from the angels and they take off to Bethlehem and they're where is this baby because mm-hmm. there's all kinds of houses, all kinds of people. So I imagine they're knocking on the wrong doors. Hey, baby, have been born here, and they finally find the Christ child. But it wasn't by a star. Mm-hmm. They got the word of the angels, and then they went on a search yeah. to find the child.
0: That's an interesting, interesting sermon right there. Yeah, in the it is. Itself. Isn't it? Anyway. All right, and number, number 10, 10 three wise men joined the shepherds to worship Jesus in bethlehem
1: because that's what your nativity scene says
0: it has to be that way
1: but you and i know that it probably didn't happen that way uh that one we don't know how many wise men there were no idea it could have been one it could have been three well it's got more than one because they were magi yeah um but it could have been you know it could have been three could have been 17 for all we know we just have no idea idea. Uh, we, we get the three obviously off the gifts that they brought gold frankincense and myrrh but we don't know the number of wise men and 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 it it They didn't come the night that Jesus was born. Mm -hmm. You think about Luke's gospel. Luke's gospel gives us the um, story of the shepherds. Matthew's gospel gives us a story of the magi who we call the wise men. Um, now, when we say wise men, we, we have to use that phrase kind of loosely as yes, well, definitely. because it's not like they were wise sages trying to figure out the mysteries of life. They were astrologers. They watched the stars. Mm-hmm. And, and um, there's a prophecy in the book of Numbers uh, that we believe is fulfilled in the wise men as they uh, look to the stars and, and discover that a Christ child has been born. Uh, but it, it is sometime later that mm-hmm. they come and they visit the child and, and likely uh, mm-hmm. That, that, but it's sometime later that they come and they uh, worship and, and, and meet this child. And so, again, your nativity scene, we hate to tell you, is
0: wrong. But I will say...
1: Don't bring out the wise men for a couple years yeah, after just,
0: you. Yeah, just yeah, just uh, keep them keep out, them and every there. two years bring them out or right, something that's right. like that. right. And, and and put them uh, in the
1: kitchen, not in
0: the living room. By <laughs> you, yeah, I've had people do that. They've Why not? said, My wise men are way over there. <laughs> right,
1: they're still right.
0: Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, seriously, you know the the whole thing is is it's always good to be careful. Yeah. When we're talking about the Bible and especially about the Lord Jesus, yeah. we don't want to build any kind of, uh. And so with our kids, of course, you need to be. I think you need to be clear. I've always tried to be clear yeah. with my children. And help them understand. Um, but as you watch the nativity or whatever, you know, some uh, understand that a lot of that is made up, which yeah. we're actually going to talk about uh, yeah. next time. Probably. Yeah,
1: we're, so. and we're not saying, we're not saying, you know, trash your nativity and, you know, never look at your nativity scene again. We're saying be un- just understand what the scripture actually says mm-hmm. and just understand that some of these things that we talk about around the Christmas story, they really are traditions tradition traditions yeah. uh, that have just developed over the years. And... Um, we always want to be good students of God's Word and know what God's Word actually teaches. And and what God's Word is teaching us is that you know, 2,000 years ago, there was a child who was born in Bethlehem, who was laid in a manger, who was born of parents of, of, of lower-class parents who mm-hmm. were who were not well-off, who were um, not people that you would expect to be the earthly parents of the Son of God, but they were. And through this child, God did an amazing work. He redeemed humanity through the death and resurrection of his only Son. So knowing the point of the Christmas story is obviously a lot more important than knowing all the um, the traditions that we've developed over the years. And,
0: and I will say, I think that what happened in that night mm. in that Bethlehem uh, inn or room room whatever it was, guest right. room, was much more amazing than yeah. anything we put on it. Yeah, that that's God right. became man. That's right. And I mean, Yeah, wow. and that's the
1: thing, right? Just wow. Uh, We we tend to sentimentalize, sentimentalize. That's the word, right? Sentimentalize Christmas so much uh, that we uh, lose the reality of what actually happened. Mm, I like that, yeah. And just kind of thinking through what actually happened that night. That's right. It was an amazing night for sure.
0: Well, Pastor, I hope when we get to heaven. Yep, we We can can watch it back on the DVR. See how exactly it worked. That'd be amazing. Well, Pastor, thank you so much for this. I think it was good to just uh, revisit this and kind of get us focused on the real meaning of Christmas. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. We we do hope you have
1: a great Christmas and look forward to the new year. And I hope that as you celebrate Christmas, that Christ will be at the center of your celebration. If this episode has been helpful for you today, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That sure does help us get word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.